warning, we are about to spoil episodes 11 through 22 of Flash Forward. If you haven't seen the show and plan on watching it, then click away now. Or if you've already seen it or you just don't care, then please stick around. All right, awesome. We have some fucking character development. We're going somewhere. I'm I, I'm sorry. What 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 do you mean it's back to square one? We just had like this awesome development. We could take it like in this direction. Back back to square one. It is. Oh. oh. Wait, no. Studio can't really think that. We don't have to bring it back to square one, do we? Uh, sorry, it's, Studio Head just said we did. No, we're not bringing it back to square. What do you mean there's three love triangles? Oh, Jesus Christ. This is not going to be good. Hello, everybody, and welcome to Cinema Roulette. Today, we are putting a cap on a series that, um, uh, we would like to apologize in advance to fans of. Just gonna say this right off the bat. We will talk about this a bit later, but this show does have a very, well, I don't know if it still does, but it had a very loyal fan base for the time. Very dedicated. I'm sorry. And to anyone who enjoyed it or still enjoys the show, to any fans of it, we apologize because we did not care for it. And um, we're not going to show any mercy because we um, just didn't like it. So, sorry. I, I have a lot of problems with yeah. this, at least. Yep. And I think we said this last episode, too, but Jesus, we need to stop trusting our past selves. <laughs> uh, well, luckily, I didn't watch anything else in the past except mm-hmm. uh, cartoons, which have aged well for the most part well you are very lucky in that case like i've watched stuff that's aged well as well but yeah i watched a lot of tv around this era and let me tell you in comparison it wasn't good so uh we'll talk i do wonder how much my name is earl is held up i do wonder too yeah (laughs) i remember it being funny same um but yes we will get to all of the problems later let's get it over first off i think with a synopsis uh we haven't said the show title yet you know brain you could concentrate just a little bit right now. I, I think... You, no, you had a flash forward. This is why you get the big bucks. No. <laughs> that is the fucking best segue we've ever written. God damn it. Oh, wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. Oh. There it is. Okay. Why'd I hire this man? Why'd I hire this man? Because he's a fucking genius. <laughs> fucking master of segues over here. <laughs> and he just saved it. All right. Yes, we are finishing off Flash Forward today. <laughs> oh, fuck. Now we have to play it again. <laughs> we don't have to play the intro every single time. We say <laughs> Flash Forward. No, not again! Anyway, yes, a synopsis. <laughs> a synopsis. Um, quite a bit happens, so... I will try yeah. to not have any commentary here and just state what happened. Yup. Yup. We will save the commentary for afterwards because there is plenty of to talk about when it comes to the show. 
Okay, so Mark was fired last time we left off here. And now he's like, now his boss is like, yo, you gotta get therapy, man. You're, you're just beyond mentally fucked. And he's like, I don't need therapy. Anyway, Simon gets kidnapped. Yep. Lloyd also gets kidnapped. But I think that's at the end of this episode. Mm-hmm. And there's a guy named, was it Flosso? Yeah, Flosso, I believe. <laughs> Flosso, the villain. That's yep. how he addresses himself. That's not me making commentary. Yeah, he literally is kind of this meta thing. He's like, um, oh, wow, you're looking for a big villain. Well, that's me. I'm the big villain or something like that. Like something super meta and out there. <laughs> Turns out Lloyd didn't actually cause the blackout, but he his experiment did amplify it so it could affect the entire world. Mm-hmm. Also, Mark figures out he was talking to Lloyd in his uh, flash-forward because the, the therapist gives him a bunch of drugs and that allows him to see his flash-forward clearly, even though he was shit-faced. Yeah. <laughs> and also another blackout might happen. Oh, yep. no. Oh, no. <laughs> Mark saves uh, Simon and Lloyd. Turns out Flosso is working in cahoots with Simon in some way. Simon was also uh, Suspect Zero, the man who was awake during the flash forward, because Flosso and gang was also awake, but they were off camera. Yeah, and I think there was a scene where like Flosso was like, um, "Oh, we have we we have, we're ring short." Well, and then shoots the guy or something. He's like, "Well, now we have enough." <laughs> uh, Simon go. Simon kind of runs, but Janice quickly finds him in Canada, and. Uh, Simon goes home to because his sister is missing. Also, it turns out Flosso is his cousin, and he kills Flosso. Mm-hmm. But in a way that doesn't look like that makes it look like he was trying to give CPR to save him, but it actually just kills him. Yep. So that's kind of neat. Uh, Dimitri's fiance is gang angie. She, she just is. Yep. Also, Aaron has been uh, just living with his daughter. She's also started drinking, which worries him because one, he he's a recovering alcoholic, so he just cannot be around alcohol. Mm-hmm. And two, he thinks she might be going down the same path he did. Tracy gets captured. <laughs> uh, and the person who originally said Tracy died... Aaron quickly figures out is the one who definitely sold her out. <laughs> yep. And, and Aaron has a talk with him. <laughs> uh, D. Gibbons' name is Frost. Dyson Frost. Uh, also, the gun that's supposed to kill Dimitri is out of the evidence locker, even though they put it in there. Don't know why you didn't disassemble it or destroy it, yeah. but whatever. Well, I mean, Dimitri was about to destroy it when they found out it was stolen. Why even put it in evidence, though? Just destroy the fucking thing. That's what I'm wondering. Yeah, it's pretty stupid security. Like, Damn it, there was comment. Okay, sorry. I won't say more commentary. Hey, remember that Somalia thing we (laughs) kept bringing up as a a good plot point? Yep. That they just dropped? Well, we remember it now. So we go to Somalia. Also, Charlie knows uh, D. Gibbons for some reason. Yeah, because she tells him D. Gibbons is a very bad man. Uh, 
Charlie also her reason she was so like scared of her flash four is because she heard her dad died. Mm-hmm. Turns out that Somalia Village was a place where they tested the original idea of the blackout, and they killed everyone there. Also, while the crew was down there, they run to like uh, a crime gang. That's a problem for a bit until it's not. And while they're hanging out in the the one standing tower of the experiment, hold on. <clears throat> the one standing tower of the experiment, all of a sudden a computer turns on and it's a younger Frost who's like, Dimitri, I knew you would be here. Mm-hmm. And he has a message for him from 1991. Anyway. <laughs> no commentary <laughs> yet. <laughs> Uh, Mark gets the bracelet again because because of reasons that would be commentary. Mm. But, uh, well, okay. The one bit of commentary they're starting to have is... Uh, sorry, not commentary. But one thing they're starting to have is, hey, the future will make itself correct no matter what type deal. Mm-hmm. There'll just be we also fu- constants. There'll just be constants and variables. Yeah. Uh, Frost is also literally steps ahead. He has flash forward himself to the point where he sees the end of this. Yep. Like, he has seen every possible timeline. Yeah, can't avoid dying. I'm sorry. Uh, there's <laughs> yeah. also a mole. There's a mole in the FBI. We catch the mole. But it also turns out at the end of the episode, there are two moles. And Janice is the second mole. Oh no, she's evil now. Ooh. But Marcy was the other mole. Anyway, it's three days till Dimitri dies. Dimitri decides to think for a moment and goes, what if I just leave before that day? (laughs) Yes. But still decides to have the Wang take forever and gets kidnapped. Also, Janice is pregnant. Mm -hmm. Dimitri is captured by Frost. Next episode to meet. Did we mention? Be- did we mention why she's pregnant? Oh yeah, in Somalia, because uh, during their trip to Somalia would have been the time when Janice was supposed to get a uh, sperm donation. sperm donation in order to be pregnant. However, since she was in Somalia, Dimitri decided to fuck her. Yep. Consensually. It was consensually, but it's still cheating. Well, he assumed he was going to die. <laughs> yeah, that's his excuse, at least. <laughs> I'm laughing because of a technical spoiler for another show. Oh, gotcha. <laughs> anyway, next episode, and probably the best episode of the season, of the show. Mm-hmm. is in a saw trap set up by Frost. Basically, if he moves or gets up, he will be shot by Mark's gun. And if uh mark doesn't do everything that frost says dimitri will be shot by the gun because it's on a timer uh and mark goes to meet with frost frost calls him in a way so no one else can hear and mark basically has to lie to send everyone else off track and go meet with frost he tries to arrest frost but someone kills frost uh okay I, I forgot about a plot line. So let's rewind a bit. So, hey, remember at the beginning of the show, they were chasing some gun runner lady, and she seems to know a lot more about Dimitri's death than she was lying on? 
Or actually, she was completely saying she knew more and wasn't going to tell him. Well, Dimitri's wife decides to defend the woman, so that way she will tell her the secrets of Dimitri's death so they can avoid it. During this whole court system thing of this lady, she escapes. She followed Mark and kills Frost, the man who could see the future. But apparently couldn't see the sniper. Him. <laughs> anyway, Frost is kill- killed. Mark has to run all... Mark has to figure out where the hell Dimitri is. He does... There's actually a very well-made tense scene. But we save Dimitri. Dimitri does not die. There's also a big board of all the lines of how the future can go... Made by Frost, it. But as soon as Dimitri gets off the chair, it melts away. It was like drawing chalk, so it melts away with water. Mm-hmm. But all we really know is that 2016 would have been the end of the show. Yeah. <sighs> Do I have to talk about Gabriel? Yeah, we have to talk about Gabriel. Do I really... Well, do I have to mention him in the synopsis? Does he really matter? In the grand scheme of things, not really. <laughs> awesome. I'm ignoring Gabriel yeah, till later. Let's do that because, yeah, it's pretty uh, not good. So, Because, <laughs> I mean, to be fair, it's, it is it is a plot point because it partially helps at the end when he's trying to figure out everything out. But Yeah, it kind of does, but... Oh, wait, it is kind of a plot point. Damn it, okay. Hey, remember how we didn't like the cape? And there was someone with savant syndrome, and it was done in a stupid TV way? Spoilers, we have another person who does that. He's going to give Mark information for later. Yeah. Because uh, Frost had kidnapped a bunch of people with savant syndrome and put them through constant flash forwards mm-hmm. so they because they could remember everything better uh, yeah anyway mark figures out janice is a fucking double agent and uh also aaron finds uh Kamir, who is the person that helps him find his daughter because because he is now in um, Afghanistan. Afghanistan, thank you. I was trying to remember where. Yep. <laughs> but also, we find out Janice is a double agent. She's wor- actually working with CIA while working with the while working with the people who are trying to fuck over the FBI. But she kind of doesn't want to do it anymore because they're like, "Yo, kill Mark." <laughs> yeah. Now jump ahead in time. Uh. It's now one week till the 29th. Uh, people who were part of the Blue Hand who survived when... Who survived this long because, uh, in case you forgot, the Blue Hand were a bunch of people who didn't see anything in their flash forward, so they assumedly die. However, they are trying to avoid such a fate. Or they successfully avoid it until someone kills them. Yeah. Also, uh, Bryce, he had cancer, but it's in remission now. Yay. 
neat. It's, we'll get to it. I'm trying to focus on the main plot here. Also, Simon's sister gets saved. Simon is... And then Simon just fucking disappears because Simon is sus. Sus as fuck, dude. The fact that Simon it Well, also, everyone figured out Simon is a... Damn it, I literally just said... A mole? No, Simon's not a mole. He was, um... Suspect Zero. Oh, yeah, Suspect Zero. He was Suspect Zero. That somehow leaked to the public, so everyone knows he is Suspect Zero. Tracy gets saved. Janice finally gets out of everything because she's not killing fucking Mark. Yeah. Oh, shit. Sorry. Knocked something over on my desk. My bad. Rude. Uh, Simon kind of kidnaps Janice because he needs her. Uh, Ellinger set is the one that said Mark dies. Uh, <laughs> it's hard. these are <laughs> just literally you have to pause after everyone well cause it's they keep jumping around the story so it's hard to fucking keep it all together do. yeah if this is a little like disconnected we apologize the show does this too Did me, uh, Dimitri admits to Cheen with his wife and well, his fiance, and she leaves. He goes back to meet Janice and finds Janice with Janice with Simon. It's like, okay, fuck yeah, I'm arresting Simon. And he thinks for a moment, like, do you really trust him? Yeah. <laughs> so we go, oh, with Simon to the uh, testing building, and we're we're going to do things there. Mark is kicked out of the FBI again because we we caught the dude who is technically behind all this, but Hellinger is his name. Oh, right. Okay. Sorry, I was confusing who Hellinger was. It's okay. Who'd you think Yeah, Hellin was? Hellinger's the dude who's behind all this. Yeah. Hel Hellinger it is, like, being interrogated by Mark because he's the only one he'll talk to, and he's like, Mark, you're going to die no matter what. Mark's like, fucking bitch, I'll disprove that. <laughs> you fucking bitch. But uh, Hellinger's also like, you know, your daughter will be better off when you're dead. So Mark gets big angie and beats the shit out of him because no one decided to at least come stand guard to make sure Mark didn't do that, even though he was clearly on edge. <laughs> yeah. Uh future starts to fall into place. And now we're and Mark goes to jail. Tracy looks like she dies, but she doesn't. She somehow comes back. After like how many hours? Uh, she was out for at least morning. an hour yeah well it was until morning and the like he the doctor even said like as they were trying to resuscitate her it's like it's been too long the brain has she her brain has been without oxygen for like i think it's more than 11 minutes or something like that and then you're like brain dead or whatnot yeah and basically she, she's there all night and then her pulse comes back because it's a miracle and i don't fucking know they never explain it anyway final episode um yeah every every Okay, not everything, but basically everything from the pat from what we saw in the flash forward happens. Except uh Mark Olivia sleeping with uh Lloyd. They don't they just sit on the bed instead of having sexy time. I thought they kissed though. They do kiss, but they don't they didn't bang. Okay, I forgot if they did or not. 
He kissed her once he figured out uh, the code. That's it. Because I thought there was that whole scene where she's like, I've been fighting this feeling for way too long or whatever. I don't fucking care. <laughs> I don't know. I, I'm, I'm pretty distinctly remember they bang, but I could be wrong. No, they never got out of their clothes. He was still fully clothed. Uh, okay. They might have banged after. Mm, true. But uh, everything that happens kind of sort of happens like uh the fbi boss is on the toilet but that's because there's a bunch of dudes raiding the fbi building like in flash forward mm -hmm. and he's high in the bathroom to shoot one of them which honestly was kind of badass it was <laughs> but due to uh super autism and also science we figure out when the next flash forward is going to happen yeah. it's going to happen in 12 minutes and then it happens. Uh, Dimitri did technically have a... Was with Simon. They were trying to stop it. But they couldn't. And Dimitri could have wore the ring and not and been protected from the blackout. But he's like, I didn't see it before, but I will see it now. <laughs> and it seemed like from what we saw of the flash forward before the show ends, it looked like it was going to follow the book a lot more and be 20... A, at least five to 20 years in the future yeah. i know it's broad range but yeah in the flashback someone's talking to um olivia and she's clearly much older sorry charlie you mean charlie charlie i'm talking to charlie and she's clearly much older than like you know she currently is <laughs> yeah she was clearly an adult no longer uh i think she's like seven in the show i forgot something what they like, say something like that yeah and that's flash forward yep <sighs> so let's get the good out of the way first because that'll take really short uh <laughs> or do you want to end on a higher note i don't know so okay fuck it yeah you know what let's let, let's end on a higher note let's get all this lovely lovely uh package out of the way uh <laughs> where the fuck to start jesus um <clears throat> again to the fan base i am so yes. sorry we apologize, but there were just too many plot holes and shit and just uh, things that were inherent to the show that we just can't ignore. Um, it's not even plot holes. It's just bad writing yeah. gaps in logic. I think we mentioned that during the cape, too. It's like after a certain point, it's not a plot hole. It's just bad writing. It's like it's the point where yeah. basically you need to... If your script is reading like this, you need to start over. Yeah. It's really unfortunate oh. where the, like... Yeah, where do we start with this? Because there is a lot. <laughs> where do we start? Do we start with the three fucking love triangles that are made? Sure. Let's start there because that is rather infuriating. Um, it's so stupid because they bring Mark and Olivia and Lloyd, um, that whole love triangle, back to square one. Yeah, that ends. There, But then all of a sudden, once they... Once they... Okay, no... No, we can't start here. Why? Why? We're going to have to start with Gabriel, because Gabriel is kind of the thing oh, right. that ruins everything. Right, let's start with the thing that ruins everything. So, we've talked many times in the past, and I don't think this will be the last time we talk about, which is unfortunate, because we still have Predators to talk about. But, <laughs> <laughs> but um, we're laughing because of a joke I made, and we're not going to mention it here, because um, I think we just want to get this so section over with as quick as possible. 
but mm-hmm. movies portray movie the movie's portrayal of savant syndrome and autism is not realistic and frankly really insulting to people who actually do have that um and here gabrielle has savant syndrome and it's just it's not good gabriel gabriel, gabriel. sorry gabriel just it's not good <laughs> he's not and okay the best way to describe his character is imagine all of the um actually Reddit posts ever made yeah mixed with internet fan like the most toxic internet fan fictions and made it a person in your show yeah and basically like you know every ableist stereotype that people made fun of in school or whatever he has that basically You know what's bad, though? Hmm. My brain still says that this is a better... Like, this is still bad representation, but it's still better than the cave. Yeah, which is really sad. at least it's not superpowers. Yeah, at least it doesn't give you superpowers where you can do quantum physics in your head because you have super autism or some shit like that. Like, oh, Lord, that was cringe. Um... (sighs) Here he just could, the only reason he could see the future is because he has done yeah. multiple flash forwards and he has good memory. Because we were really, really hoping to dismiss this plot point as oh the experiments fucked with his brain or something, but no, unfortunately they do straight up say he has savant syndrome and they go into like the like the medical th- reasons of it, like bigger hippocampus or whatnot, and it's just ugh, it's it's unfortunate. <laughs> yeah, it's so oh bad and also he's the reason we start going like what you mean the future will correct itself Mm -hmm. or he keeps bringing up that olivia has to get with lloyd yeah in order for the future to work and it turns out he's right (laughs) yep and then well he was technically wrong though because he's like dimitri you were gone and it doesn't play out if it's you're here or whatever and he's still here at the end of it and well, maybe he was going to die next season or some shit be- like that. Or because we had to set everyone back to square one. Yep. Yep. God, they the fucking I need the big wall fucking frost hat of all the air connecting lines. Yeah. Because that's the problems of this show. Each one you try to talk about intersects with another one and just becomes a web of stupid. It's that's a fantastic description of the show. I'm not going to (laughs) lie. Yeah, it's really dumb. Um, (laughs) But are we done with Gabriel? I think we have at least that thread gone. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. So (laughs) hold on. I I have one quick question. I'll see if I can answer quick question um do, 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 do. okay so really quickly you know how frost had multiple people with savant syndrome yeah because that was his whole thing he in order to record all the flesh forwards he need people to remember it really well even if he somehow knew every person in the world who was uh Autist on the spectrum. Mm-hmm. Only less than one percent of them will have savant syndrome. Really, that's an actual statistic. Uh, yeah, at least from what I'm finding from quick uh research. Interesting. Okay. So, 
Yeah, no, he was able to find, like, it looked like 30 hospital beds. Yeah, sure. Yeah, he was able to find all these people who had Savant Syndrome. Yep. Well, you can jump in logic enough for people to see into the future. Yeah, but when I start hanging the show, I will be nitpicky. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. <laughs> just It just happens. Yeah, uh, Gabriel is one of the main fucking problems. And now, okay. Where do we... Who do we start with? Back so, to the love triangle, yeah. Okay, love triangle, yes, yes. So we were talking about Olivia and uh, Mark. Mark and Lloyd. And Lloyd, that whole fucking love triangle. Because, yeah, they they throw it away, They're and Olivia's even, like, not scared to talk to Lloyd anymore. She's like, okay, we can just be people. This doesn't have to happen. Fucking Gabriel ha- says one thing, and then Mark is immediately like, so is she at least going to be okay? And then just fully accepts that he's going to lose his wife. <laughs> yeah, like he doesn't do anything to try to prevent it, which is so silly. He just accepts, he's like, well, as long as she's happy, basically. Because like he asks Gabriel, he's like, so is she happy without me? He's like, oh, well, that's what matters or whatever. I'm just like, are you kidding me? You're not going to do anything to try to get back with her to repair your relationship or anything. Nope, this one dude just said that uh, it, it ain't going to work out ever, so fuck it. But hey, that's just one bad love triangle. Sure, it's cliche, but we wouldn't have, say, two more. Oh, yeah. No, no, we wouldn't do that, would we? Um, I think I'll save the worst one minus for last. Let's talk about uh, Dimitri, Zoe, and Janice. Okay. Yeah, so Dimitri had had sex with Janice, as we said, because Janice, for some reason, could not get a donor a few days later she wanted that baby which also i'd like to point out she doesn't get that baby nope like she gets a boy instead of a girl yep making this entirely pointless yup which is really stupid and at the end i don't think like the only person who wins is janice because she gets her baby Dimitri loses girlfriend and Zoe fucks off to Hawaii with her parents, which made me die laughing because that's such a cliche thing is I'm going to go move in with my parents for a little while. <laughs> God. Or, or or it's either that or my sister. <laughs> and also, yes, it's bad that Dimitri ch- cheated. But also he literally would have never had to say a thing. One, you did because you thought you were going to die. Mm-hmm. Two, literally, it's just a sperm donation. Janice even says to him, like, you don't have to worry about this baby. It's not your baby. Mm-hmm. Uh, do you hear anything from my mic, by the way? What do you mean? Nope. Okay, cool. Because my mom is, like, blaring fucking oh. music. I hear it. Gotcha. Yep. Nope. We're good here. But yeah, that's a fucking Dimitri's love triangle, which I don't care. I, I just don't. Mm-hmm. His his fiance is a fine character. She's a yeah. fine actress. I do like her as an actress, but yeah, it's unfortunate uh, unfortunate what happens. Uh, Janice is also completely not part of this relationship. Yeah. The only one who has an issue is Dimitri. Yep. <laughs> It's a little ridiculous, and it's really dumb. Like, (laughs) 
Uh, I don't know. I don't have much else to say on it. <laughs> yeah. And then there's and then Bryce. and then there's Bryce, Nicole, and Keiko. Dude. Oh, I'm surprised you remember Babysitter's name. Yeah, Nicole. Okay. And this one is the worst in my eyes because, you know, at least the other love triangles had a reason for one party sleeping with the other or whatnot. Because, you know, in your flash forward, you saw yourself sleeping with this person and that adds tension, you know. And then Dimitri thought he was dead, but Janice needed a sperm donor. And so he slept with her for that because he thought he was going to die. There's reason behind it. Here, Bryce is trying to get with Keiko of course, throughout the whole thing. And then Nicole is an assistant at the hospital where Bryce works at, and she's been helping him along, giving him encouragement, you know, translating Japanese and getting kind of, you know, close and a really good friendship. And then... And being with him as he's going yeah. through cancer treatment. Yep. And then all of a sudden, he wants her instead of Keiko. And you know what? I would have understood this too if it was like three months before April, let's mm -hmm. say. Yeah. This happens like three days before yeah. he's supposed to meet Keiko. Days before he's supposed to meet her. Like you said, I understand like months before, even like a little afterwards if it never came true. But yeah, no, days before he's supposed to meet this mystery woman at the sushi restaurant, he's like, nah, fuck it. I'm getting with Nicole. Why? Oh, because live in the moment right here, right now, or some bullshit. Like, that's the only like tiny reason we're given why he's starting to develop romantic feelings for her instead of Keiko. Yeah, it's like, you were slightly there for me. Hey, uh, show writers who haven't felt the touch of a woman in 30 years, <laughs> uh, you realize you can just be kind to people and not sleep with them, right? Yeah. <laughs> just a thought. They could be 100% platonic friends. Just reminds me, with uh, I won't go into any details, but reminds me of what happened on Twitter. I reached out, showed kindness to somebody, and then got blamed for because the people said I was white knighting and trying to sleep with her or something. It's like, you realize you can show kindness to somebody, that doesn't mean I want to fuck you. Like, <laughs> yeah, like, <sighs> she showed up twice to when he was getting Kibo. <laughs> immediately the oh most lovely God. woman i'm going to throw away everything that i've just i've probably spent yeah. two paychecks on it's fucking dumb <laughs> it's fucking dumb and then they still get to get and here's the worst part the fact that it all just all the flash forward stuff happens anyway is fucking dumb it really is it really is <laughs> it was a waste of time <laughs> That's the thing I think just overall that I think kills it is just where everything basically more or less happens the same way it plays out. Like there's really no changing anything except if you kill yourself. I don't think that's like it, it still. Seemed... Well, technically that didn't change anything. Well, I don't think the woman died, did she? She uh, she's basically brain dead. She isn't completely dead, but she's brain dead and unable to do anything. When did we resolve this plot point? Remember, she was hit by the car. Oh, uh, that was her. Mm -hmm. Oh, okay. I that that was the bad episode, right? Yeah, that was uh, that was from that one though. The the downfall after the high point, right? That episode was that was that one when with Dimitri, right? 
Uh, let me see here. Was that the one, like, was it night and Dimitri was in a car chase or whatever? Yeah, that's... That wasn't episode 18 where everything falls flat due to Gabriel, but that is episode 19, the one after. Yeah, that was the one where we were just like, wow, so many plot points are happening and they're all really dumb. Uh, oh my god. Because here's the thing, and I know that we're complaining a lot about this section, but I, I, I well... I don't know where to not save this from the end. No, I think I'll say it now. Just, uh, this this half was marginally better because there were actually episodes we enjoyed. Yeah. Marginally. <laughs> yeah, it was marginally better, but that's it. And I want to make sure, like, we didn't hate everything about the, the ha second half here. But, yeah, there's so much wrong that kind of takes away from all the good that happened. Well, the reason we weren't so bad in the first half is because we, well, at least I didn't know anything yeah. that happened in the second. If I do this, I would have been annoyed at the start. Yep. <laughs> I had forgotten about most of this, so. <laughs> but okay. So, hey, we point out that the dude who killed himself was completely pointless because the woman still ended up basically dead. Mm-hmm. Which then sets fucking Dimitri back to square one because fate will still come to kill him. So now he has to worry about death around every corner because God help you if you thought of a new fucking arc for your characters. Nope, we had to reset everything. And this this really did feel like a studio demand because it was like, no, we have to go back to what's familiar. We can't resolve it until the end of the season. It's too early to solve it. Reset, reset. It's like they were worried no one was watching the first half of the fucking show, so they just went back to square yep. one to gain new viewers. Yep. <laughs> fucking Christ. Which kind of then makes the first half pointless, because we've already been here. <laughs> but, we did. All right. All of this. Yes. But now we're back to square one, and that sucks. So we've talked about Gabriel. We've talked about the love triangles. What else we got? What else do we... Um... I think just generally where some of the plot stuff goes. Uh, oh, we could talk about Janice being a double agent. Oh, yeah, that whole subplot Speaking was Speaking just... of stuff that sounds like... Well, okay, this didn't sound like a studio mandate. This sounded like the writers didn't know what the fuck mm -hmm. to do with Janice. Yeah, so we made her a double agent. It's like, because she's always been like kind of the side character and stuff like that. But it's like, we have nothing for Janice to do. And we can't naturally do anything for her because that would take good writers. Um, no, let's make her a bad guy now. And It's like, Janice is a mole. And then it's yeah. like, well, we, we can't do anything with this. And we're still, and we're not even really given a reason for it. Like, they just kind of show up. Um, the one chick who's, I, I forget, she, Discount Elvira. I'll just call her the one who appears at the end. Um, yeah. She comes in and we figure out the re reason Janice became an agent because she came up to her and she's like, oh my gosh, you're hot. And she was flirty and she was like, oh, can you come do stuff for us? And then she goes to the fish store and then gets recruited. And I, I'd I, like to note fish store as in pet store, yes. not a place to buy lesbian hookers. That's a term for it. Well, the way for that's the way my brain jumped because you were talking about them kind of like hitting on one another and then oh. going to the fish store, which I've never heard anyone call a pet store that. You never. There are fish stores, you know, that just sell fish. I yeah, but that was a pet store. They had like cats and Did dog they? food. Yeah. Oh, okay. 
I say, is, is that a term for lesbian lovers or not? Or is it that just what came to your head? I wouldn't be surprised. I wouldn't be surprised either. Which that Not would... lesbian lovers, but a place to get lesbian hookers. <laughs> Sorry, call girls. Which, But that would be funny because she's a lesbian. It would be. I just wanted to clarify at least. <laughs> okay, yes, I meant like a literal store that sells fishes. There we go. Now that that very odd conversation has been taken care of uh <laughs> yes i'm sure all of one person had that thought process yeah. that i did yes. but i'm glad we clarified i'm so glad that too i'm not tired at all <laughs> i need to get back into this damn it i was going on a roll here and then now the roll's gone <laughs> A sushi roll now. Yes! Shut up. Oh, Lord. <clears throat> la, 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 la. Get back into it. Okay. <laughs> God damn it, that was amazing. Um, and then she's working for the bad guys now because she just kind of says okay. She doesn't say no. She doesn't protest. She's just kind of like, okay. Because they're paying her well? Because they're paying her well. But then we find out that um, FBI guy, I forget his name, actual name. CIA. CIA, sorry. CIA guy, he's like, oh, well, we want you to do this. And then, yeah, she does it any because it's like, oh, I'm already doing it, so let's do it. Or no, it was right off yeah. So she was already, I guess, a double agent. I don't know. It's just, uh, there's no reason for it. It's just Janice is a double, double agent. Oh, boy. Yeah, again, it was like, okay, we made her a bad guy. That makes her interesting. And that's like. Oh, fuck yeah. i don't want to do with this um oh and i like the actress i kind of want her to be a good person i don't want to have to kill her i know uh she's actually part of the cia yep. they realized people were coming to recruit fbi moles yep. so we're on that just felt lazy honestly it's like i've seen this done a million times in spy movies like way better <laughs> I've seen it done better in children's shows. Yeah, right? <laughs> exactly. Yeah, it's like they just didn't know what to do with Janice. Yep. <laughs> I just find it funny that there was like a little tank or whatever, and they were talking about flower horn cichlids, and since I worked at a pet store for nine years, I, she was like, oh, so do you want the five-gallon? I'm like, no, bullshit. You need a way bigger tank for a flower horn cichlid, at the very least 40 gallons. <laughs> Yeah, they're talking in code, camera. I know they're talking in code, but the code is not accurate. I'm like, I, I am one of like the 1% of people that would figure out the code because it's not accurate to actually how you take care of a fish. <laughs> well, no, wouldn't the whole point be if you do correct it, then you're not supposed to know the, then you're a person who doesn't know the code. Okay. All right. You know what? Fair. But who would know that besides me? Like, and people... Other people who raise fish? Well, yeah, but... How many other people besides me do you know of? There aren't many of us out there. <laughs> but I worked at a pet store. I met a couple. Okay, that's good. But <laughs> still, it's not. we're not like, you know, cats or dogs or whatever. We're a much smaller community. <laughs> no, the people who say they know stuff about cats and dogs don't. I also learned that at a pet store. <laughs> also true. This is several layers of, like, stuff that I don't know if I'm willing to get into right now. So let's just get back on track. <laughs> get back on fucking everything. it's okay we're being accurate to the show by being completely switching topic and tone uh that's fair <laughs> um 
<laughs> okay, this is a tinier thing, but the way Mark uh, starts drinking because he gets fired again. <laughs> I hated this. Yeah, and people are celebrating the uh, the blackout. Also, um, Dimitri's wife is most likely dead. Yeah, did well, I forget what happened? Did the plane crash or something? Well, it would have because the blackout happened. Uh, yeah, which like she was flying to Hawaii and everyone blacked out. They never. Ex- <laughs> Turns out this was a prequel to Lost all along. Uh... <laughs> anyway, I have no response to this. <laughs> It makes too much sense, though, doesn't it? <laughs> it kind of does. I hate it. All right. But okay. Um, Mark is, like, walking the streets all mopey because his wife isn't there. And yeah. he, he's been fired and he's going to die. And then some dude, just some guy, walks up and is like, Hey, I'm going to quit drinking. You look like you could use this. Gives him a flask and then fucking disappears. Yeah! <laughs> kind of great and then some guy (laughs) just hey the plot says you need a drink now here you go yeah and i was like okay he gave you the flask you could have just thrown it on the ground and walked away or thrown it in the trash or not done anything with it but no he chooses to drink it yep just chose to drink it because oh i'm giving in to fate or whatever and then he goes to a bar gets drunk gets in a bar fight and then we get to another stupid plot point where um, even though he was like a like like even though he was like off out of the FBI building for the day, uh, uh, what's the director's name? I don't remember. I didn't write it down. I think his first name is Sanford, but he comes, bails now in jail, and then puts him back in the building and on the case for no fucking reason. Well, okay, he was actually going to take Mark home, but then a call came in, so they had to drive to the FBI place because oh, there yeah. were bombs. That's right. But why not bail him out till morning? Yeah, he's perfectly safe in that jail. Like, the, the guys who are coming to attack are attacking the FBI building. Oh, also, I forgot to mention at the end of the show, uh, Mark may have been caught in the explosion. Yeah. Probably, he probably survived. Like, literally, we see a flash forward. They found him being told to an older Charlie, so I'm assuming he yeah. survived and went into hiding. Yep. Whatever. What the fuck ever? Yeah, it, it just kind of hit a point where we're just like, we don't care anymore. We just want to get this over with. Even with Aaron and his daughter Tracy, they were probably the most interesting plot yes. of the show. But the point where we lose, uh, where we think Tracy dies, I couldn't care. I was just so exhausted yeah. with the rest of the show. Yeah. Because there's a scene where, like, Mark's drinking and, like, he he actually, like, afterwards he called up Aaron and admitted that he was drinking because he was his sponsor. And he gives this speech, which is pretty cool. I was like, good job, Shay. You maybe care for a bit. And then it's back to just not caring. (laughs) Yeah. Wait a minute. (laughs) Okay. So it's Somalia with uh, the the gang the gang or warlord or whatever. Yeah, the one where we like basically stopped the two countries uniting. <laughs> where we stopped Somalia from uniting. Um Okay, show. If you're going with the new rule now of all the 
things will technically happen. Yeah. How the fuck you guys solve that one after shooting the bastard in the head? Yeah, like, who's going to give the big old grand speech? The the person who is basically, you know, the, the, the I, don't, I don't know quite the term for it, but the activist, I guess, that was going to unite your country is now dead. Yeah, show? How are you going to solve that yeah. one? Oh, if wait, I, we're an American show. We don't care about yeah. other places. And that's another huge issue with it is, like, the sh- I don't even think the show knows what its rules are for, like, fate and all that. Because it tries to, like, blur the line, but then everything basically happens exactly the same as in Flash Forward, more or less. And then it's like, oh, so it, it totally is going to happen no matter what, which is lame. Because there goes all the tension. It's like, oh, well, it doesn't matter what you do. Which also comes a question of, like, theme. What is the lesson of this show? Yeah, what is the theme? What is the message? What are we supposed to take away from this show? Don't fight fate, except <laughs> if it's going to kill you, but it will in the <laughs> end anyway. Like, what the fuck? It's like, that's pretty fucking horrible. That's not right. That's not how it works. Wow, show. Like, what are we supposed to learn from this? <laughs> Everything works out, except when it doesn't. <laughs> yeah, so nothing has changed. <laughs> like... Life is meaningless and we all die. The end. Yeah, turns out they got like the edgiest writers from the 90s to write this. <laughs> and I'm also the type of person who's like, not everything needs a theme or meaning yeah. here. But when you're constantly talking about fate yeah. and and things happening, you need to take a stand on what you yes. believe there. You have to. Like, we're all for mindless entertainment. That is all well and good. But this show focuses. That's the problem. The show doesn't just try to be, oh, like, we're going to do this or whatever. It tries to be, like, you know, so hashtag deep or whatever. Like, there's constant talk of fate and religion and, like, God and all of this in the show. And they focus so heavily on it. And I'm just like, how does a show that focuses this much on the themes of fate and destiny and all that jazz. How, how do you focus so much of that and yet you still don't have a stance on it, it seems, by the end of 22 fucking episodes? Yeah. I'm going through my notes to see if there's anything fucking else here. Uh. Oh, also, it turned out Jericho, the people who kidnapped Tracy, they they also helped cause, like, many blackouts. Yep, they were do- also doing experiments. Whatever, that that's just, that's yeah. never going to get answered or looked nope. into anymore, because this show fucking got canceled and it was deserved. Yeah, honestly, like, I don't know where you would have gone from that, that would have been interesting. Um, I can talk hypothetical, though, if you think of anything else, feel free to say it or write it down or whatnot, but... It's like, I think the show would have worked way better if the second flash forward happened at about the halfway point of the season. And then from there on, we go forward with our lives. Because that last episode, when shit was finally happening and questions were being answered, was really good. And it seemed like this show was finally fucking going in a direction for the last episode. Then it gets canceled. And we'll never answer that. Like... I think it would have been better if if the show at least had a arc or answered something and then went on to the next arc or something like that. I Because th- I, I, the entire fucking show, we're focusing on this date. 
And that it all comes down to that. And we don't really answer any other plot stuff. Like this is the other really big issue that I just remembered. We are never ever given an answer as to why the blackouts were caused. Yeah, that's And yeah, we were talking about this. We don't even want a straight, we don't even need a straight answer from the villains of we are doing it because of this. Even just theories from our main characters, yeah. like, are they trying to steal something? Is it revenge for something? But we get none of that. Nope. There is never a single logical reason for these blackouts. There's all this focus on the conspiracy board and the date that's going to happen in the flash forwards and like how all the conspiracy board shit fits together and all this, but they never step back from the whole thing and ask themselves, okay, why did the villains do this? Yeah, because... Because I was even thinking about like, okay, it only lasts about two minutes, so you can't steal shit. Yeah, can't rob a bank or anything in the time. And, you know, I, that could be explained away with like, oh, well, because of the laws of physics or some shit, you can only get up to that amount of time. Like, you can't, like, physically get that much longer during a blackout. But True. But they never do that. They never give us a reason or the villain's motivation. I think because of that, everything just feels kind of pointless. Oh, the next blackout's going to happen. I don't care. Why don't we care? Because we don't know why it's happening. It's just we know the whole world's going to go dark again. Great. <laughs> yeah, I'm I'm trying to think of an example here of like something that is is like similarly bad, but at least we understood what the villain wanted. Mm hmm Ow, what the hell? I have this random pain in my head. Jeesh. Yeah, I get a headache talking about flash forward too. Yeah, I don't know what that was. It was weird. It was like localized to my right temple. Just boof, just this pain. I was like, ah, stop. <laughs> I'm not getting shocked or anything, am I? I don't think so. Ah, that hurt. Fuck, even the cape. Okay, we'll talk more about the cape. Actually, uh, the person who plays the villain in the cape is in this show. He does briefly and appear. The... <laughs> and also, uh, Frost has a weird obsession with chess. Yeah. So <laughs> that is true. Just a really odd thing that tied it in. Odd parallel three parallels if you include the uh Gabriel. Yeah. But even in the cape, we knew chess wanted power. He wanted money. Mm-hmm. Th those are boring reasons, but at least we understood yeah. what he fucking wanted. They're boring reasons, but they're reasons nonetheless. If our villains don't have motivations, why should we care? <laughs> why do the villains want... What? Actually, there is a fucking question in a desperate attempt for interaction on Twitter if you're listening to this episode. Give us a single fucking reason to kill... I How many was the first death count of the blackout wasn't it like two million it was like 300 million i think 300 damn i think i think that was how much yeah but well i'll lower it to even just 50 million what would be worth killing 50 yeah. million people for what is anything you can give a villain give motivation you can give a villain to give reason to kill 50 million innocent people. Yeah. 
And it's like, I don't even care if it's like stupid anime villain reason. Like it's a scientist who wants to do it for the name of science or whatever to see, to push the boundaries and like, you know, um, oh no, hurdle is too great. I'm willing to break the barriers that other people won't for science or something. At least that's a reason. We never get that here. <laughs> we need to cut down the world's population yeah. and also, wow, fuck. You're right. I don't know what the hell you just did on your end. I didn't do anything. Because a really loud screech just came from you. Okay, pause for a second. Like, even a villain... The villain thinking like, oh, we're overpopulated, so we need to kill off people, yeah. but also allowing them to see into the future so we can make a better world. It's stupid, but at least that's a fucking yes. reason to do this. And I think that's the main thing that, like, makes it feel like I don't care what happenings is because there's no motivation there. And the the people that we are supposed to care about, the main characters, we don't give a shit about. They're all kind of assholes. Yeah. Honestly. For real. But it's not, like, in a way like, you know, Black Lagoon or something where it's done well. No, this is just, they're all terrible people and why should we care about this? <laughs> honestly. Oh my god. I I'm not sure. Is there anything else stupid? Okay. Uh, a petty thing. One last petty <laughs> stupid thing. The stings in music are fucking hilarious. <gasps> it's really really overdone and really melodramatic. Like it, it, there are t moments. This hasn't happened all the time, but think of like It's a, like every fucking yeah. thing. Oh. But I'm just saying, like, this doesn't happen all the time. But, like, think of, like, reality TV and the super overdramatic, like, zoom-ins and zink, zink, or whatever. Like, those types of music stings. That happens every once in a while on this show. <laughs> I'm trying to remember one where, I think it was, like, a pan. Oh, no, it was when, uh... Charlie was at the fair, and all of a sudden we see Frost is sitting next to her, and it's just this loud music sting of like, <gasps> he's here. Oh, no. <laughs> oh, it's it's kind of funny. Like during the finale, I was poking fun at that. I'm like, oh come on, if you're gonna have stupid music stings, go all out. Have like this '80s love ballad playing underneath like a dramatic scene or something. <laughs> Be stupid. <laughs> It would at least the give American the show... version of Hell's Kitchen is feeling embarrassed <laughs> for you. Come on. Honestly, come on. <laughs> Just play the Gordon Ramsay clip. It's fucking raw. And I can't steal Sippy's joke. I know. <laughs> <sighs> okay. I think that's mo all of the bad I can remember. Yeah, that we care to remember. And if not, we'll mention it again in a recap episode or something. But... <laughs> So the good of the show, um, there were at least two episodes we thoroughly enjoyed. <laughs> two to three, I'd say. Because there was the one with Aaron, and then there was uh, the one that ripped off 24, and then there was the finale. <laughs> For me, at least. <laughs> well, the finale, I w well, I'll say 2.5, because the first half of the finale isn't it, but the yeah. second half is good. The second half is pretty rad. So, well, it's still three episodes. It's technically a two-part episode, the finale, so... I only think uh, the last part of the last episode is good. That's, That's my opinion. That's fair. <laughs> yeah. So, but yeah, it's like there were elements of it. Like, 
And during the one episode with the countdown and whatnot, we were thinking, like, you know, where was this type of conspiracy stuff during the first half of the season? Like, this stuff is cool. (laughs) Yeah, because, okay, uh, which should we start with? Should we start with Aaron, episode 17, or the end? Let's just go in order like that. Let's just start with the good. So the episode with Aaron's cool just because... He becomes a total badmass, a badass, and is basically hitman. Badmass. Yeah, he's basically hitman at this point, and it's cool as fuck. <laughs> the, he just becomes fucking scary. Yeah. He's pissed. He is about. He was literally about to fly to Afghanistan with nothing more than a pistol yeah. to take on the entire place. <laughs> and you know what? The way it portrays him, I would believe that he could. <laughs> Luckily, the director of the FBI is like, yes. "Hey." I need you to, while you're over there, because the future president saw something about Jericho, guess information on Jericho, I'll give you an MP5. Yeah. It's like, cool. I'll give you all these weapons to go give your daughter. You know, I need something, you need something, let's scratch each other's backs. So, but yeah, he like finds the house of the director of Jericho. And well, yeah, because first he talks to the one guy in this awesome scene where like, he, you know, has a little talk with him. But he's like, you know, I have this animal and I try to keep it caged up. But today I'm going to let it out or something. (laughs) Beats the shit out of this kid. (laughs) It's fucking awesome. Then he finds out through the kid that the one director of Jericho, where he lives, and it's his daughter's birthday or whatever. He goes undercover to try and get more information about where his daughter is and all that. And he gets it. And then he fucking takes the one dude. I forget how he's related to the Jericho guy. But in this, like, really fucked up, like, almost diehard type sense, like, he hangs him upside down, and he's wearing a party hat, and he's gagged and all beat up, and it just says, happy birthday on his chest. It's fucking It was still Mike. That's who the guy was. That's it. Yeah. (laughs) Well, because uh, he goes up to the head of Jericho, and he's, the head of Jericho's like, I don't know anything. So Aaron's like, okay, fine. We're going to war, though. Yep. (laughs) And he hacks the phone lines. Dude immediately calls, like, kill tries to call mike who is still currently captured it's like dude you need to kill aaron (laughs) it's fucking awesome oh it's so oh good i will have watched a show on that revenge alone that was great i love me a good revenge thriller and that was fun as fuck i really liked that episode because again aaron just becomes a total badass because he was already a good character we already cared about like his arc in the first half was the only one we cared about with his daughter because it was emotional all that and then you took that emotion and you were able to channel it and make him a really cool badass character too bad you couldn't do that for anyone else in the show (laughs) Yeah. He has good and... character depth, he has motivation, and it's the the clashes are interesting. Even, like, you know, he's a recovering alcoholic, and when Tracy brings alcohol, and that creates conflict, I'm like, there you go. Natural conflict. <laughs> and also, he thinks, because uh, Tracy, while trying to respect his wishes in a way, goes to drink at a bar. But he even goes and finds her, and is like, it's not that hard to figure out you're the second bar closest to your house. Yep. Yeah, he was. He said something like, "You know, I found you by get walking into the closest bar or something." You really think if I can do that, you really think Jericho will not be able to? <laughs> this is really also a good idea. the idea of a dude going to Afghanistan with very little knowledge of that area, but still being a trained soldier is interesting. Yes, it is. <laughs> Best plot point in the whole show, and it's barely focused on. <laughs> Yeah, there's one episode where they give you the full recap and he appears 
for a minute yeah. tops in the episode. Yep. It's like he goes to talk to Wedek and he tells him to take pictures and gives him the guns and that's it. <laughs> yep. Bye. <laughs> a little bye. So that was good. That was really cool. Um, so, and then anything else to say on that or should we go to the next one? No, I think that's it with Aaron. Also, I Tracy's acting was also good. Yes. She did a really good job uh, with the whole PTSD and emotion. And it was it was a good arc. Yeah, she did a fantastic job. Every, all of the actors involved. Yeah, it did a good job. I think I think all the actors were at least good, decent actors, but they just weren't given a good script. Yeah. Because yeah, like I've seen John Cho in a million things and he does a good job here. Same with the guy who plays Wedick because he's the only one that feels like he's having fun in the show. <laughs> yeah, he seems to be the only one who knows what show he's in. Yeah. Because I know he's a good balance of campy and actually serious. Because I know he's supposed to be more of the comedic relief character. He's given a lot of like funny one-liners, but at the same time, yeah, he gives this good balance. (laughs) And then Um, um, the next episode was the countdown episode, and that one was really good because it was actually building up tension and like stuff was happening, and I think we were invested because we're like, wow, a plot line is finally actually being resolved. Yeah, will Dimitri die? And we set up a situation that is actually threatening enough to be like, oh, he could fucking die. Yeah, and how they unravel it, I think it's it's really good in kind of that Mission Impossible 4 sense. Like, obviously, it's nowhere near that, but it's because the enemy genuinely does feel one step ahead of the characters in the the whole episode. (laughs) And then killing off Frost adds really good complications. Like... Sure, it's dumb that he couldn't have seen that coming or whatever. He was like, no, it wasn't supposed to play out this way. Or didn't you say you had, like, hundreds of possibilities or whatever of how everything could happen? You never saw this one? Yeah. Okay. The thing with Frost... Well, first off, um, you were mentioning this earlier before we focused up a bit more. Yeah. The moment with Frost where he gets Mark to lie to the rest of the FBI so he can go off alone is one of the most clever moments because we're actually using the advantage of a villain who can see into the yeah. future. Yeah. <laughs> that type of... Imagine a conspiracy movie, except people have... Some people have seen parts of the future and some people have seen more of the yes, future. Yes, that's that right. That adds so many layers that you could play with and we get to in this episode and yes. only this episode and only this episode yeah it's clever and i do like that setup it's like what okay we know what's going to happen but we don't know how it's going to play out we only know one possibility and like playing with that during that one episode that's why it was good like <laughs> and and there could be like oh well since some people have seen the future you know how you know certain things have to happen. Well, no, we've already opened the possibility of multiple yeah. futures. And also, since we're stuck with the person who's only seen part of the future, we don't know if he is on time for which future. Mm-hmm. It's good. It's a lot of tension. Yes. It's like how most of Fringe plays with that tension once they get to the alternate universe. Uh <laughs> Also, Fringe is on HBO Max. If you haven't, if you want to check out the show, yes. do it. It's good. It's really fucking good. Because <laughs> after this, uh, we'll have another movie episode, and then we're covering Fringe season five, and we'll be done with Fringe. Yep. So. 
There's your time to catch up. It's two weeks. Sit through fucking hundred episodes of a show. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) I mean, if you just watch ten episodes a day, you'll have four days free. That is true. Easy. That's only like about half your day. (laughs) Well, you're not counting sleep, but yeah. You'll Just have, take off of work. You'll have two hours to yourself every day. Uh, <laughs> it's like a minimum wage job. <laughs> I mean, that hits a little too close to home. Oof. <laughs> You're right. Watching Fringe, you actually get something worthwhile. <laughs> exactly. Uh... <laughs> anyway, what were we on about? Oh, yes. Uh, episode 17. Yeah. The moment where we finally get to Dimitri and mark is slowly lifting the gun and we don't know if it's going to him in the face or not really good moment it is very very tense i really loved that (laughs) however (laughs) just because i'm a dick it's immediately followed by one of the worst episodes of the series isn't it (laughs) no uh ways to have solved the gun problem without slowly raising it stop the hammer if the hammer doesn't move, it's not going to fire yep. the bullet. Yep. Mark could have risked his thumb and they could have all just sat there for a bit. Yeah, exactly. Because you you what, you what you pull the hammer back to cock it and then put something between it, right? Well, it was already pulled back because he tried to move out of the chair. That's right. So you just had to stick his thumb or something between it and make sure it didn't go off. <laughs> yeah, or if it wasn't cocked, he cocks it himself and then puts his finger in there. Yep. Um... Put literally anything in front of it. I mean, he's in a. I know there's only a few seconds left, but you're in a junkyard, basically. Mm-hmm. Go get a piece of sheet metal, put yeah. it in front of there, and boom! Yeah, there should be piece, good. Exactly. There wasn't like a piece of sheet metal lying around. Something like, granted, it might not have stopped the bullet completely, but at least it would have slowed it down enough to hopefully not do damage. <laughs> Three. Tackle Dimitri out of the chair. Yeah. Because, yes, the gun's going to go off, but if he's moved, it's going to hit him in the shoulder yeah. instead. Because, here, yeah, here's the whole thing about that is it's established that he's not tied down. If he was tied down, it'd be a different story. But it's established because he tries to get up at one point really slowly, but then you see the hammer cock back and it happened. So if you would have moved him to any other point, if you would have, like, tackled him, and even if it hit him in the shoulder, it's still he still would have been alive. Now, granted, it goes off three times. But yeah, you but okay, you lose the shoulder, but also you're not dead. Yeah. Like, I wouldn't jump in front of it because then it could just kill you. I would have, like, grabbed him and then just yanked him out of the way, basically. I mean, you could have put, like, his thigh or something in front of it. Yeah. Like, a non-lethal part of his body if he really wanted to. It's like, I you guess could... he could also jam the gun barrel. Yeah, true. Like, get a pistol piece... would destroy itself. Yes. <laughs> That too. <laughs> I'm not sure if he could have ejected the magazine. Mm, I don't think so. I think it was too far like into the machinery and everything. I, I think Frost would have realized that, oh yeah, he just hits the thing on the side and then the magazine falls out. I think that was... There still would have been one bullet in the gun too, yes, though, because it was already cocked. Correct. There still would have been one in the chamber, yeah. And some people bring up, oh, well, how would you know where the gun's going to go off? There's a laser pointer on it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah this is a movie laser pointer yes, so it's correct exactly so it's always 100 percent accurate because uh, <laughs> in real life yeah. isn't it it's slightly above the laser or whatever 
it's just hard to dial yeah, in. It's just a general guide to where you're about hitting. It's not a hundred percent accurate. <laughs> I'm sure, some gun nuts gonna tell us we're wrong yeah. either way. Yeah, that's fine. <laughs> but yeah, that that isn't the terrible part of the episode. I think it's a good moment of tension and all that. But just just there is a part of me where it's like, you know, there's an easier way. <laughs> yeah. Uh, anything else in that episode no everything else was just good yeah. it was good it was tense yep it sucks they killed frost because he could have made a really good villain he could have he was having a lot of fun with it i, I would have enjoyed seeing him but no they kill him off in a shocking moment <laughs> and then that lady's gone forever yep we never bring her up again she just fucks off basically bye see you in season two that ain't gonna <laughs> fucking happen <laughs> yeah um then there was the second half of the last episode, which was really rad. Like, the action scene in the office was cool as fuck. I don't know. I, I That's probably where most of the budget for the second half went, because it was really cool. <laughs> yeah, you just... You have Mark going around, getting... And uh, the head of the FBI getting fucking awesome-ass kills. Yes. The office blows apart, like... Yeah. Like, they put squibs everywhere. Oh, yeah. It's great. It's cool as fuck because it's, like, you, it's just so visceral, I guess, would be a good term for it. Because you're having people shooting, but there's, like, a scene of him shooting. Like, he's running by cars, shooting a shotgun and, like, cocking each time. And I love whenever someone fires in this show, you do always see the bullet being ejected from it. It's really fucking cool. But it's, like, boom, and, like, it's in slow-mo, and, like, there's papers and, like, walls and, like, ricochets and all this, like, stuff happening behind him and things. Things are flying everywhere. It's so cool. <laughs> what is this fucking one-liner that's this great one and terrible? Liner, there's this corny one-liner that was so dumb and amazing because I think we've mentioned this too. Me and Justin love stupid action movies, but he goes up with a shotgun to one of the guys. He sneaks up on him or something. Oh yeah, because he fires over because he thinks Mark's behind him, and then pans over Mark. Like he turns around and there's Mark, and he's like, "What did you see?" Bang. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> well, technically, oh. that line doesn't make sense because the time is already yeah. passed. But... Yeah. Well, I, I think it was supposed to be just the general because that was everyone's question. Like, what did you see in the flash? <laughs> uh, it was so dumb and I loved it. <laughs> so good. So good, though. Oh, man. That was definitely the most enjoyable part of the finale was that whole action scene in the office. Also, I'll give them fucking this on uh, the babysitter in Turry Out. She was being saved from drowning. She wasn't being drowned. Yeah, that's a clever moment. And a moment I couldn't decide if it was clever or stupid is the reason Dimitri didn't see anything is because he was wearing the ring during the blackout. Yeah, he had the ring on him, so you could technically imply that that's the reason he didn't see anything. Mm -hmm. However, uh, there was the lady who saw the report that he died and also multiple people who said he was supposed to die so he was actually probably dead in that timeline yeah but here i guess because there has to be a constant and a variable they switched it up because of that or because that john Cho is like third best actor in the show mm -hmm. <laughs> also i guess uh, uh, well do we have anything else on the final I think that's about all I can think of, really. Um, also, another good thing, I liked Keiko. I kind of yeah. wish we got more of her. Her story and her relationship with Bryce and all that was really interesting. I really liked Keiko. Yeah. 
Like when she comes to America to work on a fucking um, a chop shop's gr- cars. That's a cool setup. That's yeah, neat. I like that. <laughs> Even if it was very very corny, and we got like every stereotype in that scene. <laughs> Every gangsta, every gangsta stereotype. There was like a bunch of people with tats lying around, and like they're wearing leather and shit. And then we had these cars bouncing up and down, like big old suspension wheels, and we're blasting rap music. And oh my god, which I gotta say, in two thousand nine, was already cliche. Like honestly, guys, come on. (laughs) And we did talk about this too while uh, before we recorded the episode. It does make sense why you remember this show positively, because 2009 was yeah. a shit year for TV. Oh, yeah, we'll definitely get into that as well. Um, and, uh, well, before I get into that, um, while I'm remembering it, just so I don't forget at the end, uh, let me talk about how crazy the fans were once this ended. <laughs> oh, yes, go right ahead. Because this show did develop a following, and I remember it very clearly when it happened. Um, Because, again, I remember liking it uh, when it came out for reasons that we'll get to shortly here. Um, But there was a big, like, petition online, like, like a bunch of signatures, let's sign it and send it to ABC to bring back Flash Forward and all that. I really like the show. And it got to the point, too, where people were like, I don't know if it ever happened or not, so correct me if I'm wrong. But, like, at the very least, there was this big online group and they were talking about going in front of ABC headquarters and, like, staging their own little blackout where they, like, all lie down on the stairs or whatever some in protest to try and inspire them to get to bring Flash Forward back because, see, the fans care about and all that. And there were a lot of attempts by fans to do this. And obviously it failed, but this show dedicated a really small following. And my my thing was... It, it, uh, might, it did happen, by the way. It did happen. Yep. Okay, so it did happen. But yeah, it developed a very small fan base, and I just, I feel really bad tearing it apart because of that, because I know there are people who really, really liked this show. (laughs) Yeah, and... uh, I I guess this is being a bit mean. Mm -hmm. I'd say watch it again. It's on ABC streaming. If you remember being a big fan of the show... I kind of suggest watching it again to see if it still holds up for you. Because we've done that before. We've done that where we remember a show very clearly, actually on the show before, and we go back and revisit it, and we're like, eh, it's not really all that good. So try not to look through it through nostalgia goggles or anything. Try to like look at it, if you can, with a more critical eye. Just look at it and be like, eh, just rewatch it. See how you like it still. Like, <laughs> I mean, you can try to keep nostalgia yeah. goggles on for it. I'm That's fu- fair. If you like but, it, you like it. Yeah. That's your thing we'll never knock anybody for liking something like i i don't know if i've said this before it's like i've made it very well known that i dislike dragon ball z and i think it's really dumb but if you enjoy it i'm not gonna say like oh no you're a stupid person for enjoying it if you enjoy something good for you you got something way more than i did out of it unless you enjoy the big heat that's all <laughs> uh. or the godfather fuck the god debating cutting that out <laughs> I know we're burning bridges with toxic film bros, but Jesus, that might be. Uh, I, I think if we keep it this part, it's obvious that I'm at least slightly joking. Yeah. I think the reason we tend to be more like critical and more like heavy-handed towards films is because of just how toxic the fandom base is and stuff. But we've talked it's about because I like pissing those people yeah. off. Yeah. And if you want to hear more about it, you can go to our cinema roulette episode. <laughs> 
Hey, don't cut yourself short. You finished that shameless plug. Fine, fine. I will. I will. You can watch our episode on Toxic Film Buffs on available on all streaming services, including YouTube, if you want to go there. But it's also available on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and any place you like to listen. It's a podcast. It's a podcast. So. <laughs> um, also, we will actually have a topic episode coming up soon. Hooray. Probably. <laughs> So we'll see what that is. But yeah, um, so basically we're just like, watch it again. See if you like it. But yeah. Yeah, if you were a big fan in the past. But yeah, I think we both kind of realized this after the show is that, you know, TV at the time was not in a good spot. And I, I was watching a shit ton of TV around this time. And there were other very short-lived revivals in our TV shows. I distinctly remember Caruso came out in 09. The remake of Knight Rider, I think, was 2010. I remember that being decent. Um, but then again, um, because the norm in 2009 and most of that decade was just not good. It was either... Because po police procedurals were the hot thing then. Because I think Law and Order was still going on strong. The original, that was still hot shit. Same with CSI, NCIS, all that. But police procedurals were the shit. And if it wasn't that, it was mostly just reality TV. Yeah, and reality TV hit like yeah. its fucking worse. I think Jersey Shore was still being yep. a big thing with spinoffs. Because that was like, uh, that was a mid-2000s thing, I think, right? Like 05, 06 or something like yeah, that? Yeah, but it kept going. Yeah, it kept fucking going. And reality TV was still a rating smash for some fucking reason. Reality TV was the shit back then. And I never cared for it. Even back then, I fucking hated reality TV, as did a lot of people. But <laughs> uh, Honey Boo Boo was a thing. Oh, Cartoon Network had uh, yeah. CN Real. That's how popular it was. They had their own dedicated station for reality TV, which there was only what, what was the show? The building one? Uh, Destroy Build Destroy with Andrew WK. That was fun. I liked it because probably because I love Andrew WK. But <laughs> um, this is also around the time when Nickelodeon went down the path yep. where it stopped doing a lot of cartoons. I forgot about that. Yeah, to, like 2010. I think that was a bit after Avatar ended. Mm -hmm. But yeah. So that, that went downhill. Disney has oh. almost never fucking recovered. Like, they've had great shows. We talked about Star. We've talked about Gravity Falls. But Disney has never fully recovered from that era no. either. They haven't because, man, were they in a bad spot. That was one of the worst parts for the Disney Channel. Like, mm. They even stopped doing good uh, teen shows at that mm -hmm. point. Just TV was in a very bad place in late 2000s, early 2010s. Yeah. And I think the reason that shows like The Cape or, you know, in my mind, Flash Forward stood out so much at that time or the reason I really liked them back then is because anything, just anything that deviated from the norm, like anything that tried to do something different or have a set style that wasn't just the same old shit was like, whoa, back then, look at this. This is a superhero show about someone, dude, wearing a stretchy cape and we're having fun in some episodes. Wow. Or flash forwards bring up a bunch of meta themes and we're having like a flash forward and we play with the police procedural and it has good action. Whoa. But like since then, TV has thankfully recovered and we've gotten really solid shows. And in comparison, it just kind of falls flat. I was trying to think of a clever pun, but I got nothing. Mm. But yeah, it's just, it's just, in hindsight, the writing was actually just really bad and really sloppy. <laughs> just, oh my god, I never really want to sit through this show again. Oh, we're not going to. There's no fucking reason to. 
Again, I was trying to think of a clever joke about seeing into the future. I got nothing. It's okay. You're a little tired of the Damn movie. it! What? What? What'd you think of? We could have said that's so Raven at some point. Shit! Because of the whole... Yeah. Mm. Uh... <laughs> oh, I'm so mad. We could have worked that in some... And they even had birds, yep. too! Son of a bitch! <laughs> Excuse us while we lament on this loss. <laughs> Thank you so much for listening to this episode of Cinema Roulette. If you want to interact with the show more, you can follow us on Twitter at Roulette Cinema. If you wish to follow our hosts, Justin is at JK Pancake on Twitter, and Cameron is at Cameron Picks Inc on Twitter. If you wish to watch a video version of the podcast, it can be found on the YouTube channel CamCam. Thanks again to Teller's Place for making the base art for all of our thumbnails. And if you enjoyed the show, please remember to subscribe or rate on whatever podcast app you use. 